0: Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Gautam. Hello, hello. This week we're going to talk about Tachiomi and its potential legal issues with the manhwa publisher Kakao Entertainment. Uh, Probably dig in and have a little bit of a conversation about some fan scan stuff. We'll see... There's multiple feelings here, so we'll see if we can touch on some of those. Uh, we're also going to chat about some weekly Shonen Jump stuff today. Akane had a great chapter, Mashal's bonus chapter came out, and Spy Family continues to be great. So stick around for all that and more manga news coming right up. right let's start having a dangerous conversation about fan translations unlicensed translations publications aggregators and all that stuff um this is going to be our background image as we do it so the reason we are having this conversation is there is a manga app called tachiyomi what this app does is you can add certain aggregator sites to it, which then allows you to use Tachiyomi as a reader to read that manga. I believe you can also download direct manga to read um, or download just image sets. Um, I think you can, there might even be a way to use like Imager or something like that to read manga on here. I'm not totally sure. Um, what happened is Kakao Entertainment, which is a Manwa publisher, went after Tachiomi and their developers for essentially to say, Hey, you're, you're breaking the law. You're doing stuff wrong. You know, we have, uh, whatever legal precedent we think we have against you. You need to, I believe the initial request was you need to remove, you know, any of our published manga or sorry, any of their published manhwa. And the main thing was that, uh, the easily the largest and best aggregator. It's not even really an aggregator. It's it's, it is actually a place that directly posts fan translations. Manga Dex was included in this and manga Dex is where the, I would say the majority of people who read consistent fan translations, read manga from manga Dex pretty, pretty often, if not, you know, solely from there. Um, so Mangadex getting removed from Tachiomi was a, a big deal. Uh, got you know, certain corners of the internet that, that I, that guys and I frequent talking and chatting and wondering why it's happening, uh, and talking about it. After that, apparently what happened is that Kakao Entertainment was not satisfied with this and they are either directly bringing legal action against Tachiomi or they're threatening to, um... Tachiomi developers have a Discord server which was made private at the announcement of this and, and was closed off completely. Um, I believe that the litigation was uh, was aimed directly at the sort of owners, developers of Tachiomi. Now, again, to make clear, Tachiomi is an application where you can go to essentially an add different other sites and then use Tachiomi as a reader to read from other sites that host directly, right? Tachiomi does not host any manga directly. Um, it doesn't do that. You can, you can use the app to save, uh, save manga sort of inside and link to Tachiomi, but it, it's, it's basically purely a reader. Um, it isn't even really an aggregator cause an aggregator generally, uh, is, is like a rehosting site. We'll, we'll take hosted, hosted media like manga reupload it and have it there so that it's in a central location. Um so let's let's talk about it, Gautam. What's uh how are you feeling? Say something about it.
1: Sure, it's it's just greed. It's just greed. Uh greed with uh with kind of like they're they're donning the armor of of we legally own these licenses so we get to push people around. Um which they do I'm not
0: I will not argue that they they own you know they own those licenses they have control of it they deserve to profit from people reading it but, yeah, so let
1: me let me go into it a little but, bit uh basically here's here's how I feel about it, right um they do own the licenses, but like you said, this is not an aggregator, this is just a reader this it's is just just this is this is like um this is like. If you if you read if you if you're a publisher or if you're a writer and you notice another book has plagiarized your work, it's like suing Kindle for
0: exactly or for that
1: for that other book plagiarizing your work. In it's the conversations like, I've had, it makes no sense.
0: Google Google does the same thing Tachiomi does, right? If you want to, go, you go into an app, right? I can go into Google Chrome, an, an application. I can then search for manga that exists hosted on another site, and then I can use Google Chrome to read that manga. So. Google Chrome and TachioMi are performing the same duty in this sense, and this cacao entertainment is going after TachioMi. And I, let me tell you, they're not going after Google for obvious reasons, right? This is a little guy, um, and I, I would still bet you money. Um, as many people do use TachioMi, and I do think it's it's fairly popular. I see it recommended a lot. It got recommended to me. I've used it for man three or f- man, maybe longer than maybe four years now. Three or four years. Um, I'd still probably read more manga using Google Chrome. Like, you know, I think a lot a lot of people do. And Google Chrome is not facing any legal action from this. They're performing the same action. They're performing the same duty. That's my big issue with this is that um, Tachiomi is not the people that, that Kakao Entertainment should be going after. If they wanted to go after the hosting sites, the aggregators, um, you know, the actual people who are, you know, ripping scans of their Manwa and, you know, posting those for free online... I understand the legality of that. And those are the people who they should be going after. But, uh, I guess it's easier to just take a little public app that has, you know, lots of readers and go after that instead. I don't know. This is, you were right in that. This is, I don't even necessarily say this is greed. It's, it, it it is related to greed. This is lack of knowledge around the Western audience and (laughs) lack of knowledge. And just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's,
1: this is just greed. I, 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 I just th- that that I don't see it as anything else because this is um they're going after Tachiyomi for the reasons we mentioned but um I you can you can see from their statement that they they stated that these are licensed properties and mm-hmm. re- support the authors don't pirate uh okay fair like if you if you take down sites that are hosting your serialized works uh I can't blame you for that that's fine I mean, that's within your right to do. Uh, the fact is that they're going after Tachiyomi because they are within arm's reach. Right. Uh, they can't go after Google. That's that's an, right. insane. And if they go after the sites uh, taking their work, the sites will just create a new site. It and doesn't
0: work, right? I mean, we've we, h- historically what we've seen is that, again, because of these aggregators and stuff like that, a fan translation, once it's out there, is... Not in one single place. It is in it is in seven or eight places pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, that's... I mean, I, I think this is also a useless thing. I mean, literally, again, Tachiomi is not... I can still go and read all of their Manwa wherever I want to on the site that Tachiomi would have been pulling it from. I just can't do it inside Tachiomi now, which is makes it more inconvenient does not fix the problem. They are not going after the root of the problem here and the root of the problem, which I think we can maybe move the conversation on now to talk about is what our wonderful master Gaben here is talking about. Piracy is almost always a service problem. Um, and I agree with the statement when it comes to pirated manga, fan translated manga. Um, I and, wish I didn't you know, have as, to read as
1: someone them. who has a perspective on Manwa translation uh official translation is just behind it's just not as good mm-hmm. uh e- even and i'm, I'm not for like manwa specifically I, I just,
0: because i think manga translation has especially manwa. in the past two or three years it's caught up but yeah man is way far behind translation ones uh yeah
1: so so even the officials like uh i'm not really picky i i used to read back in the day when everything oh. was shit We,
0: Uh, I, I remember when you first got me into manga five or six years ago and we would talk a lot, I'd be like, man, some of these translations are rough. Like we would complain about it, you know, weekly of like, yeah, came out, but that was not a good translation. I got it and liked it, but I didn't. And we hardly ever have those conversations now. All the, all the translations, especially official are really, really good now for manga.
1: Webtoon translations are, are generally just pretty awful. Um, and it, it's like the fan sites, uh, I, which I won't name. Just do a, a because a, who knows, like who's listening to anyway? People are so fucking litigative yeah. nowadays. So I, I won't say shit. But fan sites are just better, better in every way, and they're they're faster. They are they're, they're up to date. These people these people get paid jack shit, and they they do it better out of passion than the official translations. Yeah. So I, I I suppose what what I'm saying is if if you want people to read on your site then do it, do a good job. Try, put in more than the bare minimum level of effort. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you called out exactly two
0: of, two of the big things that I would, that I would strike as is a service problem, which is they're, they're faster and they're higher quality. And that's part of the service that you're providing when you translate a foreign media, right? Um, if you translate a foreign media and it's slow, if it, cause I mean, this is even something that we've complained about on the podcast before, right? Which is like, um, for instance, we'll talk a little bit about this later cause it shows up in the news, but, um, kindergarten wars, right? Kindergarten wars started, uh, two years ago. Uh, yeah, right at maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, it came out some fan translator, you know, grabbed chapter one. People said, this is really funny. Fan translation kept it up for maybe 20, 20 ish chapters in that range. Um, uh, kindergarten wars caught on in Japan around the time volume one came out, I would say. And that, uh, also meant that Viz and Manga Plus and these official Western publishing services caught on and said, Hey, we should, we should translate this. They grabbed it. They did three chapters a week for a couple months. They caught up. Um, and pretty much as soon as the Western publisher grabbed it, uh, the fan translations for it dropped because, and, and to be honest, for official, well-translated, well-timed, released manga, there's not a whole lot of fan translations out there for series like that, right? For, for instance... Um all the new stuff from the last two or three years from Weekly Shonen Jump, right? There's not a fan translation of Green, Green, Greens or of, uh, you know, Rory Dragon or something like that because those were officially published three or four days after they came out in Japan by someone that Viz or or whoever had paid money to do it and they're good translations and they are timely. They aren't exactly at the same time, which is fine because you need time to translate it after it comes out, um, but they're timely. Uh, The only things that have really survived are things that people are... Too excited to wait for, which generally the, the big three that I see that are still fan translated from Wiki Shonen Jump are One Piece, of course, um, Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia. There might be a couple others that survive, but um, generally everything from Viz and, and stuff are, are still around. But yeah, I mean, that's too many words to tie it all back to it's a service problem. And if these Manwa publishers really want to capture money from the West... They should be, they could spend all this money that they, they paid to pay lawyers to try to reach across the Pacific Ocean and sue some guys who live, who knows they're where, right?
1: They're not going to sue anyone. They're just, they're just making it's, threats.
0: It was a, so I I just looked it up real quick. It was actually a DMCA, so a um, yep. copyright strike takedown is, is what they issued Tachiyomi, which is incorrect. And I, again, I don't think it would hold up in the court of law, I'm not a lawyer, NAL, but... Um, yeah, kind of insane. I
1: Hey, hey they, they won't even they're not even willing to to do the bare minimum to make uh the works that their artisan authors make uh readable to to the American public or the western yeah. audience in general. Yeah. Um so they're sure as hell not going to spend a dime on a lawyer. I I think this is this is all just bravado and threats that yeah. Uh, Tachiomi has to take seriously for some reason. It's, they uh, have to
0: because if if they did bring any kind of litigation against them, they they're they're, just, fucks, they're little. Yeah. They're just they're just probably just a bunch of dudes who have other you know day jobs are, or, or yeah, girls or whoever. Right? They're they're
1: fucked. Yeah, they just have people that have the, day jobs
0: that developed a reader. So
1: effectively, I I, I do think that uh, this is all just bravado and show, and it's uh, pointed at the wrong target. So like a uh, like a retail worker. Is getting freaked out at by some some mm-hmm. random person.
0: They raise the uh, prices the, the, at Walmart and you're gonna yell at the, the guy checking you out.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's just what's happening here. So Dachiomi has to just grit grit their teeth and say, All right, we hear you, and then move on with their lives. Because yeah. uh doing anything uh, there is no other answer to this. Yeah. Like uh Ho-
0: hopefully you see the rise of a, of a Yomi Tachi app maybe in the next couple months, something like that. Who knows? Um <laughs> But let's uh something that has sort of come up in my mind while we're talking about this, um, because we are talking about specifically a Korean manhwa publisher. Um, we could have had this conversation, and I'm sure that we did, uh, you know, in our, in our in our personal lives between you and I, five or six years ago. Is about uh, five or six years ago about manga. So, do we think? I feel like the Korean manhwa industry, as far as serving western customers like us over here in the u.s i feel like they are just a few years behind where the manga publishers are right because honestly yeah like five or six years ago we could have said this exact same thing about people taking down uh what what were some of the fan scan sites we've lost in the last five or six years we lost i think like black cat uh black cat Cat.
1: uh we lost manga stream manga stream was a huge
0: one yeah yeah Jaimini's box that was a big one four or five years ago i think all of those got hit with similar sort of like some minor threat of legal action or they broke up or whatever i but think
1: helvetica was a popular one mm-hmm, uh, they were doing helvetica. a lot of huge series they were great but uh i i'm not sure if they're still around um
0: they i don't were, think they any were of bad- them are still around because they generally broke up and again because the manga industry spent time especially in the last i would say three years really making a push uh, mainly weekly shown in Jump uh, and in Shueisha, right? Uh, from Manga Plus and Viz. That's good. That's a huge just a, push. It's just, yeah. it's just it's just it's just a net positive, replaced, which is good.
1: The, the scanlation industry only exists because there was a demand and it was not being met. And mm-hmm. once the demand was met, a lot of people are very willing to just not do it anymore. Exactly. Um, very good. The, point. People do this out of passion. For a lot, it, it there's not really much money. To be made and yeah for many it's it's just a deficit right um for example decks is running at a deficit I'm sure, but, oh yeah i'm sure uh they're not profitable at all it's just like passion yeah. um and I, I respect that but i i think uh like the weekly shun and jump app is just a, a great thing uh it works now
0: like yeah I, I, but, and it's again so
1: serviceable translations are great yeah. like
0: Four or five years ago, that was not true, though. Four or five years ago, that app, you would scroll to the bottom, you would get to the second to last or last page of a manga, and, annoying, it would, and it would and it would auto jump you to the first page. And it did that for like two years. Um, that was
1: annoying. But uh, yeah, they regardless, fixed it, right? they got it better, it, right? They
0: made the service exactly. better, which has replaced the need for other people to provide that service. So and I think that that's probably the best uh, that's I mean, that's. The great point that you made is that is that there's a demand for these Korean manhwa. People want to read them over here. Uh, there's a a huge market. I mean, I I know that the webtoon app is pretty big. I think I have it on, I have it on my phone somewhere because I used to read. There was a there was a Batman and Family manhwa that was pretty good for a while. I haven't read it in a long time, but um, hmm. and then I'm I, again not big into manhwa, but I feel like they're uh, big. Last thing I guess I'll say here is that I feel like they are several years behind providing the the right kind of service where they don't need to worry about suing the little guy anymore. Right. Um, I don't think Shueisha is going after fan scans very much because the majority of people are, uh, again, like I said, no one's fan scanning, uh, green, green, greens. No one's fan scanning Akane. No one's fan scanning undead Unluck because because the official translation comes out two or three days after it's good. It's a great translation. A lot of the times better than any of the others. So there's no need. To, to be f- fair,
1: they they are they are throwing the Japanese people providing the scans in prison, but I <laughs> uh, it, it is a pretty illegal thing to do. I get I get why they would get prison time. It it seems insanely harsh to me, but I do understand that this is like a multi million dollar industry, and yeah. one leak costs costs Shueisha Weekly and Weekly Shonen Jump a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I I think uh, putting putting the this scan pirates in jail versus i and, and i feel bad for those scan pirates but putting them in jail versus whatever the fuck this is is like a yeah. night and day difference one has legal precedent and the other the other is just uh flinging shit because you're pissed off you know yeah I, I don't know
0: i mean for sure if if i had heard if i hear like uh there's a the scan group that does as i mentioned um one piece Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia—they're pretty well known, especially if you're into reading one piece on you know, Wednesdays or Thursdays instead of Sundays, like uh, like like many people are. Um, if I heard that Shueisha was going after that group, I would not be surprised. I think that they have every legal precedent to do that. That I mean, because they are—they are removing readers directly, and they are removing—you can say profit directly from the company. So I would totally understand that. Um, Tachiyomi, no, that not, not the same. It's not. Make, it is, it is a make reader sense. app. Yeah. Uh,
1: you you could argue that it supports piracy, but it it's not.
0: But it's all. Illegal. But that's also saying it's like Google illegal. Chrome supports piracy because you can access pirate sites through Google Chrome, right? Like it's the same. It's kind of you the can same make that sense.
1: argument, but Google Chrome supports everything, uh, including piracy. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of built specifically for piracy. This is the devil's advocate. In me. I mean, I still don't.
0: Well, you can't. I mean, so Tatsumi does have. Um, I mean, you can go and read, I believe, like official free chapters from Viz and Manga Plus in Tachiyomi I'm just, because I'm just, just saying just, I,
1: I get why they yeah. were targeted, even even though I think it's completely unethical and fucked up. I, I get yeah. why, why uh they got punched in the arm for this one.
0: It's it's disappointing because they have a really, really good reader. Like I said, I've used this for years on mobile for reading, and I think it's very good. Um. So yeah, I, anything else we want to say here? It's, it's, it's disappointing. My, my big hope is that the manhwa industry, um, moves faster and gets to where the manga industry is now in the West, where we have good apps for the large publishers, uh, pretty close publication dates, right? I'm talking, uh, at or sub one week is generally what we're looking at here in the West, right? Uh, I think Kodansha's delays, you know, are like a week or two, but the K-Manwa... It'll happen. I I
1: just think it'll be slow, maybe like five years or something.
0: Yeah, and that's, I think, the most disappointing thing is that because manga is already there, it's weird that Manwa is years behind, and I wish it wasn't. I I wish that they would pay more attention to what the manga publishers are doing in the West and how they're making money off us, and just... uh, Someone's already done it. These companies are all
1: just... These co- these companies leave money on the table. They're also risk averse. Um, That's true. Mo- the the manga industry is generating so much fucking revenue, and it took this long to, to get to where we are. Right? Like this is yeah. a long time. This is a del- like Jump Plus is awesome, but goddamn, it should have it should have been a thing a while ago. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: because yeah, for sure the 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 timing of it is disappointing because, like we mentioned, Kindergarten Wars. Uh, I'll use that as an example. It got big in in the West over here through fan scans initially. They missed, you know, four or five months, maybe more of being able to capture an audience immediately who would be like, oh, man, I really like uh, Kindergarten Wars or I had Kindergarten Wars suggested to me, but I'm far behind. So I need to pay the very cheap $2 or maybe it's two ninety nine now. I don't remember. Two or three dollars that it is to read Viz or read Manga Plus uh, to catch up on that. And they just missed, you know, months of revenue they could have gotten if they had just said everything that, you know, Shueisha Publishers or whatever, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to translate it and publish it on one of our sites. Um, that's just, that's the weird, like you're talking about, that's the weird sort of mismatch. Like, why don't they just publish it? Like we, um, oh, oh, one of the most recent ones, which I think we talked about, uh, maybe a month, a month and a half ago, was Bano, right? Bano is mm-hmm. this series about a vampire playing Shogi. Um, it was getting a lot of hype in Japan, it, and it's this is published by Shueisha. I believe this is a a Jump Plus series. Um, and it, they were just not publishing it over here. They just decided that it, they weren't going to send it to the West. Maybe this is a decision on Viz or somebody else. I don't know. Um, but fans start translating it, and then I believe we've gotten it now in Jump Plus. But it's like you know, two months late or three months late. Like you've missed an opportunity to capture more people reading, to capture more people into your environment, into, you know, into the, into viz and manga plus, um, uh, you know, RK manga or whichever reader you want to talk about square unix. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so disappointing because again, piracy is a service problem and if the services are good, there's no reason to go to piracy. And I really wish that the services were good here and they're not, especially for manga. Yeah.
1: You know what? Uh, I I guess the takeaway is that if you can't make a good product, just uh, strong arm your competition with legal jujitsu. Yeah. Just make making just a worse product. Send
0: DMCA takedowns to the wrong people and yeah, don't, don't fix the problem. Uh, just, cool.
1: Just threaten.
0: <laughs> Anything else on this? Let's let's talk about nope. some manga if if we're good to go. Um, let's go for it. Let's talk about Akane Banashi. This is chapter ninety three. Um, man, really good stuff happening in this in this series. Uh, I really like the.
1: I didn't get to read this one yet, but oh, okay. Uh, well, you speak, you speak on it. I didn't get to read this this or our main topic.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, th- I thought um, it would be changed. So, I mean, so I mean, we can talk generally about sort of where Akane is in this arc. Um,
1: you, you can you can go into detail. Come on.
0: Well, but I mean, I, that's that's kind of more interesting than just specifically what happens in this chapter. Although this chapter is a good one. Um, Fair enough. I like Akane Banashi because it likes to A story isn't really a story without conflict and drama. Um even even slice of life's have very minor dramas, right? Like, oh, I I left my money at home, or I need to wash the car, right? Even a very minor conflict like that is what drives a story. So Akane I like because the the conflict and the stakes are always present and important and character driven which i think is the big thing um Akane here in this arc has been talking to this gambler guy uh and she is sort of wondering how could how, how could she be better because that's kind of always her her drive um and this guy is is gonna present her with a challenge going forward which he which seems like a limiting factor uh but i think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting so in this chapter she's you know, he says, you know, you're only you're only using half your ability. And she's like she gets excited and says, like, I can be twice as good as I am now. I've got so much potential. Um, it's so good. But he presents her with this challenge, which is uh for two months until she does this debut with this with this other uh Rakugoa, she's not allowed to use Edo Dialect. Um and that's a big deal for Rakugo because Rakugo is like all is performed like almost entirely Nido dialect, which from what I understand from a little bit of research is, um, it's just sort of like an older way of speaking. Um, kind of, maybe you could compare it to kind to doing, uh, like performing Shakespeare without using, you know, these and thousand thus is, although that I think is a little bit, uh, not quite the way it works. Um, but she kind of has a crisis of like, wait, I, you know, I, Rakugo is very, very uh, cornered and built off this Edo dialect. So it's kind of like saying like, hey, you're going to play your fighting games and you you can't use your left hand or you you know can't use your fight stick or whatever. Uh, taking away something that's very core to the performance um, and saying she can't use it. Presenting her with a challenge in order to make her grow, which I think is uh, exceptional storytelling. I love Akane for doing this. Um, she, there's some really fun panels here. I love where she's trying to... Um, and it doesn't, it, it, this is a hard one cause it doesn't translate super well into English. Cause there's not a good comparison, like I mentioned, but, uh, she has like, oh, let's take this scene for example. Um, and the original line, you know, is like, if I go back without repaying you, I'll never hear the end of it from the other Tanuki, which would be sort of the older, Edo style dialect. And she's trying to update it. And she says like, oh, would it be more like this? She's like, OMG, if I leave now, I'm like so screwed. So she's trying to use sort of a, um, more the more sort of old style speaking and update it to modern language is is kind of the challenge here um, or she says, or should I take it further? she says, bruh la i 'm so getting canceled. Uh, <laughs> the translation here is by Stephen Paul, who is um, by far in my opinion the greatest translator I have ever read um, he does he translates one piece he translates a Um he historically. Speaking of fan translations, I guess I'll call him out. Um, he translated the version of Monster that I read. He translated Pluto. He translated um, 20th Century Boys, a lot of it, maybe not all of it. Um, but he's he's fantastic. He's so good. He's just a great writer, I think, in addition to being a good translator. Um, his style is amazing. He's great. And this is this is stuff that's really hard to translate. Uh, and it, he, he has it make total sense, right? He has like a little bit of a stiff sentence. He makes it a little bit more casual. He makes it... Sort of, uh, what are the kids called nowadays? Gen Z zoomers. He makes it kind of zoomer casual after that. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Akane goes and she goes to karaoke with her friends where she sings like an older, like a 1950 song. Like, Oh, she's singing oldies. It's like a 40 year old song. Um, and then at the end we get a little bit of drama with, uh, these two are talking about the mass expulsion, the firing of Akane's father, for example. Um, and there was some kind of unfinished story from the old shiguma master. Uh so again, the drama the stakes in Akane are great as always. I love this. This this chapter I thought was speaking, I guess, maybe this episode is, is about translations. Um
1: Yeah. Again, kind of coincidentally, it's such
0: yeah. a yeah, I didn't even think about it when I threw, when I threw it together. I was just so impressed with the uh, with the the whole entirety of this akane chapter but a lot of that really goes into how good this translation is by by Stephen Paul for sure so um calling him out calling out these great translations um yeah akane's great i mean the whole the whole the whole gambler guy is a great character uh, i can't remember his name cuz there's so many names but it's fun
1: yeah good series all righty cool uh, why don't
0: you tell me, me next. about Mashal Magic and Muscles special one shot extra chapter.
1: Uh, yeah, well, sure. I went through this
0: when I grabbed the pictures. It was pretty fun. So
1: it, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, the this is after the series has ended. So uh, spoilers here. Mash, Mash saves the world. Uh, of, of course, he still has no magic, but he's able to lift, which is all that's important, really. Of course, yeah. But but uh, this is the uh, principle, basically. The Dumbledore of this world's um, grandchild, and he is gotcha. pretty incompetent when it comes to magic. Unlike his grandfather, he can, he only can make, like
0: uh, only make paper clips, or like he makes like I Like clothesline clips. Yeah, like clothes, like clothespins or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, he, he's kind of disheartened, but he's taking a tour of the school, kind of to inspire himself to be better at magic. He, he runs into Mash, kind of instantly, who, who's <laughs> doing. What uh, what is he well, called? Whatever it? this I can't recall. like there. Dragon
0: Lifts or something like that. I can't, he had a name for him that I didn't grab.
1: Yeah. Uh he's doing a bunch of those. Uh and he the, the kid's like automatically it's like, this is pegs him as a weirdo. And the the kid is just right. He is a weirdo.
0: Everyone's and a weirdo in this series, it, which is why it's the, weird.
1: Yeah. And then he sees all of Masha's friends um doing just insanely weird things. <laughs> uh I, I would say this series is Probably one that has like some of the weirdest fucking characters. I mm-hmm. uh, I love it. They're all endearing, but just insanely odd. In in that I I don't think any of them are fully like sane. But uh, yeah. So so the friends are all just fucking around with each other, and he's just observing in awe that mm-hmm. uh people are capable of acting this way, <laughs> and uh. They they basically they're, they're doing like school examinations and um uh Lance which is Mash's quote unquote rival Mash has no rivals really uh yeah. is showing his like awesome magic off like lifting the boulder and all that stuff uh and then it's Mash's turn and this is always the best <laughs> part where he he figures a workaround on how to do. Magic without the magic. the magic
0: thing with his muscles. Yep. With his
1: muscles. It's the whole so, it's the
0: it's the only joke of the series, but I feel like it doesn't get old. I've only read it, it never twenty gets or thirty old. chapters, it is always fun. So
1: it's always funny and creative. Like the mm-hmm. he the author always ends up doing it in a way that I don't expect. Yeah. Um so Mash's solution is to grip his legs <laughs> around the top of the boulder and flap his hands to make it to make it levitate. And uh he keeps the teachers teaching for how to do this with magic in mind, and keeps the center of the object in balance. <laughs> Which makes no those? sense, because he's flapping his hands, but, yeah, it you know doesn't. what? Hell yeah. Uh, then the second thing is that they're all taming a griffin. And the griffin uh, hates it when you look in the, look it in the eye, because it has an ego. But if you don't look it in the eye, it uh, thinks you're weak. So, it bullies you. So, <laughs> it... Mash, um... It does a weird thing by looking it in the eye, but also like dodging all of its attacks and keeping his distance. Yeah. Uh, while continuously looking it in the eye. So he's like trying his best not to disrespect it while also not losing its respect.
0: I also, I love and, how they, they characterize the Griffin by having him like, this is like a very Japanese culture thing. I think of like, bully. you get bullied in school by having someone give you money and telling you to go buy them like a soda or like go buy I, me. A I, was, I
1: was wondering the same thing because I'm like, that's like, that's a that's very a, Japanese kind of a culture thing. That's yeah. a considerate bully griffin. Like it gave him money. It's very funny that it stretches out its arm and hands him yen. Yeah. But also the fact that it gave him money is like I I'm surprised Bullies in Japan don't just make you go by. I think the,
0: I think the bullies will often just make you go by using your money. That I've seen that in anime a ton. I know. But
1: yeah. It I is, guess I guess the Griffin is like a nicer bully, I suppose, or something. But, yeah.
0: You're supposed uh, to be on equal terms, respect with him or something. I don't know. It's goofy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's all goofy shit. Anyway, he he resolves that, and yeah. then um, the kid's like, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Uh, my magic sucks, and uh, I love this scene because. Intres-
0: it's just Mash being like you, like oh, what is Mash going to say to this kid to cheer him up? And he's just like, I'll "Fake it till you make it."
1: <laughs> like yeah. it, it, M- Mash is just really not like that inspiring of a protagonist, and it's yeah. it's fucking hysterical because is. any any pivotal moment in the series where it's up to him to say the inspiring or determined thing, save he's just his like, child. Yeah, he just says, uh, uh oh, that's pretty weird." kind of comment is he reacts like a normal dude would react in that situation. Yeah. He's just very chill about everything.
0: He's, he's uh, this the, the, both the str- he's the straight man personality wise in most situations, but he's also the wild joke gag character in he, his sort of physicality both. and how he solves problems. It's a great ba- dynamic.
1: It's so funny. Uh, basically the kid says, Hey, I, I'm not cut out for this, but you're amazing mash. And mash just says, "Fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's like, okay, thanks for that mash. Uh, final test is that they have to steal this dragon's egg. Uh, The dragon lands immediately of course and uh, is about to burn the little kid and his jerk teacher with a blast of fire. Mash of course just inhales and does the superman cold cold breath which which is a great
0: spread I I grabbed here.
1: Uh, Blows uh, kind of a jet cannon of air (laughs) with his mouth and dissipates all the fire and uh, just goes and kicks the dragon in the face and knocks it out. Yep. Uh, and I, I thought that was just—it was just a, a, a cute highlight of everything that series is about, told in one chapter.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Um, interesting that it's an epilogue chapter because I, I feel like this would have been like a a good intro chapter. To it is the I, concept. Yeah, I kind of—it you know? was
0: definitely like I read it, and I am not up to date on Mashal. I think, that, like I said, I read the first twenty or twenty-five chapters of the show. Um, but yeah, I was able to read this and sort of. I understand the dynamic. I, I didn't get all the jokes of like what his friends, why his friends were being so weird about stuff, but it, it all just, just works. Like it's a very nice little yeah. encapsulation sort of, uh, boiled down version of what mash is. So either was a good, was find, a good little
1: chapter. You, you know, like every book show in manga and whatever, right. Does a group of misfits mm. who, uh, get together and are successful in one way or another. Right. Um, and in most of those, I find that I would hang out with those misfits because they're all relatable. Uh, and they yeah. all, and they're all like, okay, I'd love to have, have lunch a, with sir- like
0: the Dandadan crew. Like that would be a fun, yeah, that would be a fun lunch or like sit or, down or with or like the straw show- hats or yeah.
1: That, and they're all misfits and, but they're all, they would all be fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I think the Marshall crew of misfits should probably, they're misfits for a reason. They're they, like, they should.
0: Cri- they're I, like i hate i hate this word but they're like legit cringe like if you saw them IRL you would be like that's too cringe i don't want to hang out with that person
1: <laughs> it, i it's like i i would be ashamed with with them going crazy in public like they are it's like exactly yeah. Emb- embarrassing. children
0: yeah
1: uh i i think it's hilarious as a read but it's like i i probably couldn't keep up this is like too much for, even like it, yeah. if i hung out with them in real life so i think they're misfits by the the absolute definition i'm like some other uh shows or series where yeah, they're
0: Oh I'm a misfit. It's like, no, these people literally do not fit in at all. And they are yeah, not yeah. either not trying to or desperately trying to and it's having the opposite effect.
1: They they very much act like societal freaks mm-hmm. and uh so their reputation feels earned.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um anything else on mashable Anime season two is airing right now. I'm gonna bring that up later.
1: Oh yeah, check that out, guys. Um, yeah. I know, people slept on season one because a lot of good shit was out that season. But well, uh, yeah, and out. there's a
0: lot of good shit out this season also. So
1: <laughs> I hope it but gets attention. It's a good adaptation. It,
0: it got a it got a decent boost from the anime, from what I understand. Not uh, as big as normal. Uh, talk about manga sales, from what I've seen. But I also just think manga sales are just down overall. So it's kind of hard to compare. But uh, yeah. it's also over, so it doesn't really. need It's, to it's let, over, so it's it doesn't fine, have to but, prove yeah. his existence by selling more. So. Uh, I just because... want
1: to I just wanted to see more success because it's, uh, it's really fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great play on the sort of one punch man. I mean, this is the closest thing I would say to one punch man that you can get of the sort of like disinterested, affected, uh, weirdo guy who solves everything with his hyper strength and is stronger than everyone no matter what. But there's still kind of creative fights going on and stuff. So,
1: yeah, it it, it is uh, Saitama goes to Hogwarts. Mm
0: hmm. that's yep that's the best way to sell it cool yeah Um,
1: yeah, if you haven't seen it check it out uh but yeah let's go on to the next thing
0: cool uh i'm talk about spy family uh because i really like spy family um it seems like it should be too mainstream and too light for me uh and i think the way i see a lot of people talk about it pass it off like that um i think spy family's writing is exceptional i think it doesn't always uh present a chapter that is meant to do a lot of good character building or good storytelling. But when it does, I think it's awesome. And I think this chapter was really, really good. So we have the, uh, the school kids, of course, Anya and Damien, everyone, they have taken their tests in the last chapter and we're getting the results now. And remember these results will give them either a Stella star for being like, I'd say the top two or the top three, uh, or if you like rank in the bottom, some percent you get a Tonitris bolt, which is like Anya, I think has like two stars and two bolts right now, or one bolt, one star. I don't remember. She has an equal number of stars and bolts. And
1: I, I knew that would fucking happen as, as soon as they mentioned it. She's going to get yeah. like,
0: she'll have six. and six, of, Cause if you get, I think it's yeah. seven stars, you're like super scholar. And if you get seven bolts, you're like kicked out of school. She's going to get to six and six and then she'll get a star. Probably That's soon.
1: so I, It's just too funny. Not to, not to go that route. Right? For sure, it's for like sure. straddling the line between, uh excellent genius and terrible student. Is yeah. Where,
0: where I, yeah, just gonna be. the, yeah. yeah, the idiot savant is Anya is, idiot literally servant. can yeah. I mean, yeah, she's one of the best. We talk almost every week about how much we love that character archetype. And Anya is one of the best ones. Um, yeah, she comes in second place in the, uh, I said, like the, not foreign language, but like classical language or something like that. Um, so she gets a Stella star, for her first place in classical language. And then she is in the bottom percent of math and she gets a <laughs> bolt. So the tests come out and I, the, I, the facial expressions I are read, so good. I haven't
1: read this yet, but God damn, that is, that is a work of art right there.
0: It's so good. Yeah. I, and sh- there's a lot of other good faces. I didn't include in here, but uh, yeah, like, and this is uh, Lloyd being told that she got a bolt and a, uh, a bolt and a star. So Uh, He gets told it's a wonderful job. The here's the actual interesting good part of this uh, chapter, which is that Damien Desmond, right, who is the uh, classmate of Anya, whose father is the sort of crux of the whole operation that Lloyd is running. Right. His dad is some government official that uh, essentially the whole plan Lloyd's whole plan in here is to have Anya get in and befriend Damien or be a scholar so that he can you know, go and get closer to, to uh, the Desmond father and all this stuff. Um, but the, the cool stuff in this chapter is that we meet uh, Damien Desmond's older brother, who I think we've heard talk about before. Uh, his name is Demetrius Desmond, um, and he is the sort of like star older brother. Like Damien kind of plays himself up to be smarter than he is and better than he is. He's kind of, I would say like a average, maybe middle average student, right? He is not the star student that his parents, uh, want him to be. And that's kind of a lot of what drives his character. Um, and we learn a lot more about what drives his character because we have this sort of perfect older brother who he's looked up to and compared to endlessly. Um, and yeah, so it's like, again, it's like, oh, I heard he got six Stella stars just from this term's final. So uh, Demetrius Desmond, his older brother, is like, you know, top of the class. You know, I think he's like, what is it? I think Anya and him are, you know, are in like fourth grade or third grade or like young, right? They're like eight. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. Demetrius Desmond is like upper middle school. He's like 14 or 15, maybe something like that. So... um but yeah, it's funny. Like Anya tries to read his mind and she's just like, there's nothing in there. There's nothing at all. Um, but Damien tries to contact him or tries to talk to his older brother. And is like, Hey, like I know that he kind of says like, Hey, like I know that dad likes you more. Like, have you, have you talked to him? Like, can you tell him that I exist that I, you know, that I'm around? Can he pay attention to me? Um, I really like the characterization of this chapter of Damien cause we've seen it before. And I think this is just a good expansion on it of Damien being sort of, um, Desperate for approval by his father um, and acceptance by his mother and for them to pay attention to him, which is like just very classic kind of all kids want and need this attention. Right. So not not getting it definitely affects them Um, and affects him even worse when his older brother got a lot more affection. He mentions uh, Damien mentions that Demetrius, his dad used to sit with him, you know, all the time and study and force him to study. And Damien saw that as like, I'm jealous of that because dad is spending time with you uh, and, you know, and studying with you and forcing you to learn and stuff. I think we're probably going to learn that that is not as positive a situation as Damien makes it out to be. I think that's going to be, I think Demetrius probably resents his dad for forcing him to be so smart or whatever. But um, again, it's just, it's one of those things where, It's clear from that
1: page alone, right? That he's a little bit, he he is, just a a successor a bread and groomed successor who doesn't understand people right yeah he's yeah very sort of disinterested yeah the the family created a robot which is the brother that can that can that gets good grades but probably can't do much
0: else um yeah i i think i think you're calling out a good point because i do think that um damien's I don't want to necessarily say Damien's purpose in the story, but I do think that he's going to be more of a um, peace creator or a negotiator or a middleman, however you want to put it, than uh, almost anybody else. And I think that will sort of be his his winningness, will be the fact that Damien is is the sort of crux to peace. Uh, it's not really Anya or Lloyd, although it is them in a way, and it is his dad in a way. I think that Damien is kind of more the uh, more the crux of all that. But yeah, see so you hear it says like,
1: He's a really good character. Damien, Damien is, is uh, yeah, because
0: he's a good
1: he's a good kid, even though he's a he comes off as a snotty brat. It's like his upbringing, you know. Yeah. Um
0: and he and doesn't really like, want to be a snotty brat. He wants his dad to pay attention to him, and he thinks that by being you know haughty or his he's mom severely
1: neglected him. and mm-hmm. never given affection. Right, so it's like yeah, he he, he turned out really well for his life situation. Yeah. Just, uh I think that makes him a really compelling. Yeah. An interesting character. I'm for sure. And I mean, this
0: it. is this is the sort of like solid, good character writing that I really like. That I think Spy Family does really, really well. It is not just this sort of fun, lighthearted series. I think when it gets into character stuff, it's amazing. I think the Spy Family has one of if not the best chapter one I've ever read. I think seriously, I think Spy Family Chapter One might be the best chapter one of any manga series I've ever read. It's awesome. Um, it has a complete character arc for two characters, it does everything it needs to do. Uh but yeah, I mean Damien, it's interesting you bring up that he's like lacking affection because he very clearly goes to his sort of dumb friends, his traveling Goyle, so to speak, to give him that affection, because they just, they love him, and that's kind of why he has those friends. And this is all, like, really good, solid character writing and world building that all this stuff ties together. We're learning more about Damien. Like I said, I think Damien is a really important character in all this, so, uh, yeah. And then, of course, we end with a little bit of gag. But, uh, yeah, Stella stars till Imperial Scholar 5, tonight just till Expulsion 5, so. Um.
1: that it, It's so funny. I, I love that. I, I just love what the author is going on. I mean it's like it's not a twist it's we know what's going to happen it's just yes. it's just funny watching this train wreck continue
0: <laughs> it's great and I I I I'm a huge huge fan of spy family um it's hard because it's every two weeks, so it's hard to like remember it and be like excited for it. I think every other when a series is published less often, it's harder to be like, I'm so excited because it's continually here and it's so you know, its momentum is gone. But I like, I enjoy Spy Family every week, I think it's great. I thought this chapter was excellent. Um, yeah, so it's good. Definitely, I, definitely I think, go I read. think
1: the bi weekly wor- certainly works better for Spy Family than it does for something like uh, uh Monster Eight, Country, which relies 8, yeah. on like where the last year of content is happening in like 20 minutes kind of a thing you know? and uh, is,
0: yeah <laughs> kaiju 8 is unfortunate we'll talk a little bit about it because uh, aside well it, it comes up in the news after this so we'll talk about it But yeah cool. I mean that's all I got for spy family so anything you want to add go to them, are we good
1: uh nope we're good
0: cool um let's well I was going to go back to the first that's not what I want to do um let's go back here uh, let's do news real quick. Here we go. A uh, couple of items of news. Some interesting things happened. Uh, we got an announcement Kizumonogatari. This is the uh, Baku prequel movie series. Originally, it's three movies. Um, There's a Supercut movie coming to American theaters in April. Uh, we are absolutely going to see that, Gatum.
1: Oh, tight. Dude, we should also go watch the Gurren movie when it comes up.
0: Yes, which I think is also coming soon. Maybe February for that? That might have been Japan time. It's coming this year, but yeah, there's uh, I. The more I think about it, the more I think Bakemono Gatari might be my favorite anime series of all time. And these movies really? are gorgeous, like absolutely amazing. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the supercut because each of the movies is only about it's like maybe 70 to 80 minutes each. So I assume they're going to kind are of like sequel
1: movies or recap movies. Should they I watch are technically before
0: I watch them? no. So technically, Kizumonogatari is sequentially the first event that happens in the Gatari series. So this is the story. The book is originally called Koyomi Vamp, so this is the original, the impetus of how everything started, of how uh, Koyomi, the main character, Araragi, becomes a vampire. So this is the start of the entire series, so you don't need any, um, you don't need to know anything else about the story to go in and see it.
1: Oh, okay, got it. I thought he was a, like a thrall to that blonde girl. Uh,
0: Yes, he is. Or like a lesser vampire. Yeah, she makes him, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. The the movie explains it, but yeah, he is not like a full vampire like she is. He is a partial vampire, but yeah, it's it's all made a little bit more clear, and it has to do with how powerful she is at the time and how strong her blood is, and has it's it, it's not that complicated, but it's there's a little bit more going on than just vampire enthrall cool. in a classical sense. Um, I guess we'll see in April. Yeah, we will because this I mean these are gorgeous movies there, and from what I've heard, they've been sort of. I don't know if they've created new scenes necessarily, but I've heard that they've like really reshuffled and retooled this to be really good. This I think came out in Japan maybe uh, like this week or next week. Um, I've been seeing some reviews and stuff for it, and I, the the reception seems really good. And I think the original three movies are all really great. Uh, so yeah, we'll check that out. Um, what else we got? Yomi no Sugai crosses 2.3 million copies with six volumes. This is wild. Uh, this is better than nearly everything in Jump except for, like, One Piece, My Hero, and uh to show you, like, how, how big this is. And uh, for a comparison, something else I saw that also has six volumes is... Uh, Kindergarten Wars which we were talking about earlier um, Kindergarten Wars is a smash hit for Jump Plus they've been really pushing it it's really good they had a huge display at Jump Fiesta um, it is their new biggest hit it's their new spy family essentially it's the sort of uh, story kind of for the whole family although it's maybe a little too violent for that but uh, that also has six volumes that's considered a huge hit that has one million so Yomenosugai is more than doubling those sales I, sh- I, sh- I have to call it the series every time I see it it's my favorites it's massively popular in Japan nobody fucking knows about it here so
1: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that's a branding <laughs> problem, I think, more than anything.
0: Well, and there's also not a place to officially read it. So it's also a service problem, like we were talking yeah. about. Uh yeah. where am I supposed to go to read yomino sagai it is on the Square Enix app, which is my God, is that maybe the worst app? Um, and I think it's it, like months late. Like we should be, I think I think chapter twenty six should be coming in January. Um and I am sure that if I went on the screen app right now and checked it out, they're probably on chapter like twenty-two or something. So, yeah, it's also kind I mean, of impossible to, re- to
1: recommend to people because you either have to say Yomi no Sugai, which is unrelatable <laughs> to anyone outside of people already reading manga, or you have to say Demons of the Shadow Realm. I mean, which you could, yeah, the, you'll the never daemons. catch me saying that.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. What else we got? Um, the so monster, not monster. Uh, the, the, uh, why am I missing the author of that? Um, the Urasawa series, which is the older German murder mystery type thing. Uh, this is and not,
1: and not monster number eight
0: and not monster number eight. No, this is monster, which is a short story written by, uh, Oda, the author of one piece back in probably like 93, 94. I think was when this came out, maybe a little earlier. Um, that is getting released on Netflix. The anime for that is coming out. Uh, what did I say? 21st of January. So, yeah, about 10 days uh, from, from when we're recording this. That is pretty hype, because I, I think we've both read this this short story, right, Monster? This is the one with the dragon in it. Um, It's yeah. a good little story. Oda's always yeah, been the... a great storyteller. When I read his short stories, I was expecting him to be sort of like, oh, he won't be as good, but it's like, no, this guy's always gotten how to tell stories. Monster's a fun one. Um, It has kind of a proto-Zoro in it, a lot of people like to say. Uh, a character that's kind of similar to Zoro, but... Maybe not the dude much. has
1: always just been a genius, is what I realized. He's just a
0: good. He's just always been a good storyteller, and he's really only yeah. gotten better. So uh, pretty excited to see that, to be honest. I think it's just a short little... Uh, I think it's only going to be like a one episode, like 25-minute things, but yeah.
1: Um, That'll
0: be cool, though. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, speaking more on publications, in mid-February, so about a month from now, shogaku um, Shogakukan is going to launch a female-oriented manga vault called Friend Komi Like... Uh, that vault is going to have series from the Shogakukan shoujo manga prints. There's a bunch of them. There's like nine or 10 of them here. Um, to come the opening of the site campaign where you can get point 2000 points to read 50 manga chapters. If you pre-register has kicked off. Um,
1: this <laughs> nothing. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, there's some issues but, with this point systems for reading manga suck. Nobody likes those. Stop doing it. Um, but I do think this is a good step in, uh, providing, a service that does not, uh, that does not exist. Um, Shoujo manga are much harder to read. They are much less fan translated over here. They are much harder to get physical print in books because they generally sell a little bit less than, than the Shonen and Seinen stuff. Um, I think this is, I am, I'm happy and proud. I think this is a good step towards potentially getting some of these things maybe over here in the West uh, licensed or, you know, getting our own, maybe our own special, you know, female focused shoujo manga app or something like that. So, um, good to see. I want to call it out just cause even though it's going to use a point system, which is not great. I do think it's good that all of these shoujo manga are getting a place to be read. I think that is great. Um,
1: I, I think that's a good idea too, though. I don't think it'll be nearly as, success, as successful as the shonen app because I think shoujo is a genre, uh, courtship and romance are so culturally different. Uh, mm-hmm between countries that it's harder to relate to that than it is to dudes punching each other where That's it's insane. like yeah. universal, I, you know?
0: I, I, I had never thought about that, that let's, let's hang a sign on that. I, I will not talk about that later at some point. Cause I, I had oh, not, sure. it had not really occurred to me that, romance works really differently in japan and here and maybe that's why these romances aren't popular but it's a really interesting topic i think we should talk about it later because I, I i do like that idea yeah um, let's do that but, but let, let's move on um so in 2023 the best volume one sales basically the best was the best new published manga in 2023 was kindergarten wars 185 thousand copies of volume one um so yeah kindergarten wars like i said new explosive hit Best Volume 1 sales, uh, not surprising. Uh, Jump or Jump Plus is pretty consistent, I think, in probably winning those most years. I think the year before it was probably Akane would have been the best new thing, or maybe even Rory Dragon. My, Rory Dragon Volume 1 might have sold more than Akane, because that, that really blew up. But
1: You, you know what, Bruce? Like, I, I read Kindergarten Wars Chapter 1 and then Chapter 2, and then I'm like, I'm like I like this, and it's a lot of fun. But I, I think this is gonna be one of these niche things that I remember we talked about island. I think yeah
0: maybe even on the podcast when it came out of like you were like, I don't know how long this can last. I get the joke. And how do you feel now looking back on that?
1: It is uh, it is still primarily uh, it feels like a one joke manga. Uh, oh really I don't think like it well it, it, it leans on the one joke a lot. It will use the I one
0: joke, it. but it's got so much more depth behind it.
1: But like M- Mashal... I think the joke is just good enough to be used over and over again. Like like, it's, it's not, it's not a complaint that this is a one joke manga. I, it, it it depends on how creatively the author can keep using the joke and it turns out pretty well.
0: Yeah. And also like every time you get a flashback in kindergarten wars, it's like gut wrenchingly sad and emotionally involved. And like the characters are great. Like I think kindergarten wars is doing all of these things that, uh, Spy Family, where people kind of wrote it off as, oh, yeah, it's this lighthearted kind of action-y rom-com. You know, it's not really character-focused, but it's like, no, but when when they do character stuff, it's really good. I feel like Spy Family the same thing, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's this goofy action thing where, you know, she's looking for romance and that's the joke, but then, like, it goes into like a flashback or a character thing and the writing is like really good. Like I think this is a really solid series and I'm having a – like I don't know if you read the chapter from – it was today or yesterday. Uh, they're doing Luke's backstory. He was like a oh, cop cool. in, in Britain. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like really good stuff. It's like how he met his wife and his wife got him into shoujo manga and that's like his like big character personality trait in the modern world. So yeah, this I, series is great. I think it deserves all the sales and praise it gets.
1: I th- I thought like the serious moments were just okay until we got to the, uh, the fish scooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, that siblings. definitely there's a big step and, up there, I think, in the, and and like, then well, everything past weird. that, yeah, that and everything yeah. past that has, has been really good. For
0: sure, uh, we got an anime announcement. We are getting more Doro hey Dora. We're getting a second season or more. Um, that was a CGI anime on Netflix. I think it was Studio Orange who did that. I don't remember though. Um, might've been somebody else, but yeah, Dory Dory a pretty popular series. Um, Q Hayashida is the author there. Uh, pretty excited to see more of it.
1: Uh, It's kind of surprising. Yeah, but good to see.
0: Uh, my next thing, I just have a line that says heart gear is back. Do we care? Is this good? Did you ever read Heart Gear whenever it stopped being published about two years ago?
1: Yeah, I have, I don't even know what that is. I don't think I've heard of that.
0: Okay. It's some series that I think was on Jump Plus that just went on hiatus and it came back. Uh, I think it had like 40 or 50 chapters and it came hmm. back. I saw a lot of people talking about it. Um, Heart- I, I don't know anything about it. So hey, if you know anything about Heart Gear or you're reading it and excited for it to come back, get in the comments. Let us know about
1: it. Bro, um, I was reading manga back then. I don't, I don't know how I didn't hear about it.
0: I remember like, seeing it and I don't know why it never captured me. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, let us know. Is it good?
0: We got a couple of known creators doing new series. So we have the Insomniacs After School creator Makoto Ojiro is starting a new web series in Big Comic Spirits. Uh issue ten, I think it's coming out first week of February. Um the manga will be created in collaboration with a super popular still secret comedian. Um I'm wondering I was wondering about that. Um I really like Insomniacs After School. I didn't think it was very funny. Really? Yeah, it, it uh, was cute. Yeah, it wasn't
1: funny, but it like, wasn't funny. So
0: I'm wondering how different this uh, will be. If this will be another uh, sort of cute, comfy romance type thing, or if it's a com- could be a totally different uh, angle I'm, with the secret comedian that they're working with.
1: I, you know, I I, I hope it, it. I was I hope it's not too funny. <laughs> as weird as that is to say, like I I can get my comedy beats elsewhere. I thought Insomniacs After School was kind of just a. A brilliant story about yeah, great great two, for, two for what people. it was yeah, yeah exactly Comfy,
0: like melancholy at times little romance um i'm curious because i think i think it's a really good author like i really did enjoy insomniacs after school in the end it my so, maybe it so was a little good. rushed but yeah i'm interested to see if they have the chops to flex into comedy like this and if that's if, if that's what they're doing i don't know maybe it's a comedy guy trying to do something serious that happens robin williams does did serious movies so
1: yeah i, I i'm just like if they were going to do something serious, I don't I'm not sure if they would have branded it as a super popular comedian.
0: That is, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. The the announcement, or at least the translation of the announcement that I read, makes it seem like it's some secret comedian that, you know, is it's gonna be a comedy thing, because there's a secret media involved.
1: But well, I think either way, we we probably we don't know any Japanese comedians right all i don't uh, at
0: least not not by name yeah <laughs> or by performance or anything but yeah uh, another another new thing that we're getting is uh Himo to umaru Chan which is the mm. uh if you google Umaro Chan you'll you will have seen this <laughs> if you watch anime or in the anime meme spheres a little and, like
1: and the demolition d video that every anime tuber based all of their channels off (laughs) of
0: yeah that's uh that's a good point uh creator uh sankaku head is starting a new rural slice of life manga series tentatively titled boku no manamusume in weekly big comic spirits issue 12 which is out february 19th so um yeah i himoto umarachan is like again like a memeable uh culture cultural impact series i would say especially the anime uh so curious to see what this author brings us we'll have to see
1: i i wonder if they can capture the popularity of umaru chan at least in the in the west i know the discourse is uh a lot of people loved it and a lot of people absolutely hated it because it was so popular and umaru mm. is a terrible person you know like uh it's so, kind of like a
0: selfish little like gremlin child she, which is kind of the whole point
1: she's the worst and her brother is an enabler you know so it's like a it's just a yep. a, a series of of two idiots i guess yeah. um but it it's it, it is divisive right because there is people who love it and there are people who hate it because people love it so it's like it a, is definitely
0: one of those a, things it's it's about, less less in the mainstream now but i don't know how many it maybe was three, this way, yeah maybe 3 or 4 years ago Maru-chan was really big and it was like Every, like, there was a time where you would just get on, you know, like, anime Twitter, and it's like, every meme is just Umaro Chan. Like, every single one. Or, like, a reskin, a remix of it, so. Yeah, but see.
1: the fact that it's divisive made it popular, right? That so is I also think true. Making, it, making something as divisive. It's the same reason Rant or Girlfriend is also incredibly popular. It's divisive. People well, like talking films, about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know if that's true anymore. Like, uh, I don't yeah, know if that's why people are on It's
0: definitely, anymore. I think, I think beautiful girls on the covers and promotional images definitely grabs a lot of people's attention for rent girlfriend But yeah, anyways, I, uh, last piece of news, we'll go over here. Um, the Kaiju 8 B-Side manga dropped. Uh, did you happen to read that, Gautam? The like, have, side story thing?
1: I am not remotely interested.
0: <laughs> I am also not, and I did read chapter one. Um, it was fine. It was not. This is, I believe, an adaptation of a side light novel that was written or a side story that was written. Um, So it's maybe a limited run type thing. Uh, It was not better enough than our current situation with Kaiju 8 to change my mind on anything. It was sort of like, yep, that's a flashback about this one commander guy. It sure is. Cool.
1: Is that the ship poster commander?
0: uh i don't i think so yeah the, but he was like the sword the, the the dual sword guy
1: uh oh yeah he was cool too i guess yeah i, I don't fine.
0: remember if that's the same person or not but it's no the, no the, the
1: the other guy had the monster eyes it's the guy i'm talking about
0: okay no this is the dual sword guy who's like it was basically the whole chapter is basically like haha why do you use swords we have guns guns are way better and then the the mina ashiro girl is like I I am a sniper, but I need someone who uses melee weapons on my team. And he's like, that makes me feel special. That's the chapter I spoiled it for you. It's fine. Okay. It. If you're really into, into Kaiju Eight, go read it. Uh, I I might check out chapter two or three, but again, I don't think it's it's significantly better enough than what we've gotten to uh to be worth <laughs> too much of my time. So
1: I think I would if I was in that universe, I'd also be one of the haters because why use why use swords? That's insane. Yeah, fighting giant monsters.
0: Cool. Um, That's it for manga and manga news. Let's talk about one more thing. Uh, I think I'm going first. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about, this is actually not something I did this week. This is something that I experienced and read while I was on my trip to Japan, which I talked about last week. Um, This is Golden Kamui by Satoru Noda. Um, I read the entirety of this while I was in Japan and back. Um, This is a... Really special series. Um, And I can see this sold incredibly well. I know that some of our first... uh, Some of our maybe first six months of episodes or so had some of its final volumes appearing like at the number one spot, Golden Kamui. There's a live action movie that I think either just premiered or is coming really soon in Japan. Um, This is an exceptional series. This is one of those series... uh, The best way I can talk about it is it's one of those things like Full Metal Alchemist or One Piece where... It's so good. It's so many different things. It's so good at building its world at it's having weird, funny, interesting characters at visual design. It's art is great. Um, the twists and turns, the story goes through, the plot goes through, the reveals. Um, it's funny. Did I say that? Like this is re- legitimately one of the funniest sort of show insane in things I've ever read. Um, it's just so good at everything that it's this complete package series. Uh, beginning to end. I loved it. It's amazing. Um, there's a proclivity for bears. Um, if you just like bears, I can suggest you read this. This is funny. And I almost brought it this week just so I could talk about it. Um, Sato Noda's new series, Dogs Red, the most recent chapter ends and there's a bear in it. And I was like, I'm so glad I read Golden Kamui because I know exactly what this bear is fucking up to. And what this guy knows about bears. Uh, (laughs) There's just a fuck ton about bears. If you've ever read Golden Kamui, you know what I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, it's just it's just the whole package. And it's so rare to find a series that's like this. You know, we talk about um, even stuff like Spy Family being good at, you know, it's funny and it has good character stuff, or kindergarten wars, or whatever. But there's so, so few series that are like, that are everything. That are, I mean, this is dramatic and it's violent and it has comedy and it has goofiness. There's also more, it also completely does away. There is like hardly any like female, etchy erotic anything in this series and there's a fuck ton of like naked guys in this like not fully naked usually you know like half naked or exposed or whatever but like if you're into hot muscular northern Hokkaido men like there's a ton of guy etchy in this or maybe it's four girls so it's girl etchy. I don't know how to describe it exactly but like yeah that's a good point I don't know it is it is the opposite of, et- of normal all. revealed girl etchy right? It, this is like guys will get naked for no reason and, you know, wrestle with each other or whatever. There's like a lot of that in here, which I think, which feels appropriately subversive and interesting and fun. It's it's also just like fun to read. Like it's not a, you know, like I am <laughs> regular cis white male and I still had fun reading it. So uh, it's just, it's just everything. I cannot recommend this enough. Go read Golden Kamui. It's awesome.
1: Well, cool, cool. I'm up next, huh?
0: Yep, and you're. This is like time number four or five. You brought this, but I'll pouch. Well, put if, the patch if, highlights up on the screen.
1: If it's the only thing I do, that's the only thing. Right, that's true. Um, I've been degenerately playing TFT. Mm-hmm. Enough said. <laughs> I, I I pitched TFT enough. I've that that's all I've been doing is just playing a degenerate amount of TFT.
0: Cool. Uh, and there's a new there's and, a new patch and, out, right? And, so is it.
1: Uh, true yeah it's it's pretty good i'm I'm figuring i'm figuring it out right now
0: yeah some lots of again i just put the patch on the screen so
1: yeah the patch cool
0: um i guess that's it then if there's anything else uh not in my end cool let's get out of here then hey thank you everyone for listening or watching Hey, don't forget if you're watching us, you can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those podcast places. And if you're listening, you can check out. If you want to see the manga we're talking about on screen, you can check us out on YouTube. We are the WGB Weekly Manga Podcast channel. Um, don't forget to leave us feedback on those locations, comments, upvote, thumbs up, any positive reinforcement you can. Please go do that. Um, we really appreciate the comments, of course. Um, check out Twitter and Patreon, which link in the description. Uh, yeah, and I think that's it. Adios, everybody. See you later. Thank you for being with us again, and don't forget to read more manga.
1: speaking of kaiju 8 doing like 20 minutes in story that's like a year <laughs> I'm it's like about, hunter, I'm hunter is that on crack? um there is one part of hunter x hunter that took like three years and it happened in like 12 seconds
0: okay story. wait did it take three years because there were only like two chapters a year or did was it legitimately like 120 chapters to get through
1: i it was to gosh, it was both so it taking a long time, and the it was a long